couple of London's more interesting people here. Robert Metz and Jeff Schlemmer, nice to have you back. Jeffrey, nice that. to see you after your holidays. And Bob, always good to have you here. Listen, you two. Here we go. I want to I want to pick your brains, and this is a topic we haven't done much on the show, but I think I want to see if there's a if there's a philosophical perspective that will illuminate it at all. I want to pick your brains about the Bill Clinton business, because it seems to me that, and it seems to a lot of other people that that people's response to this seems to have divided pretty evenly on left-right lines. The left seems to be saying, this is a good president, he's done a lot of positive things for a lot of people, and so what if he can't keep his trousers up? I mean, what does it really matter? People on the right tend to be saying, listen, this guy's the moral leader of, of the free world, in fact, the moral leader of the planet, and what kind of morality is it when he's on his wife with some 23-year-old woman that works in his office, and how can, you know, this is just unconscionable. We can't allow that to happen. Now, let me say one thing to both of you that, that I think complicates this, particularly for the people on the right with their approach, because I've taken a, a position a little closer to the left on this one, and I've, some people have kind of come after me about that, said, but you're a big believer in family values and so on. So yes, I am, but I don't think we can look at a politician in Canada or the United States as a moral leader, because we know, if we're honest, every single one of them has lied to get elected. You can't get elected in Canada or the United States by telling the truth. I, 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 can't, I was thinking the other day, trying to think, is anybody in, maybe there were some minor, you know, senators or congressmen or something who, who were, you know, totally honest, but none of the major political figures of my lifetime uh, have would qualify for you know you say well no they didn't they never they didn't lie to get elected they didn't they never told people what they wanted to hear they always told them what they believe I mean it's bushwa so Jeff let me ask you since you're kind of in that group that sort of thinks that you know maybe he we he maybe he's okay how can uh, what do you think about the other guys when they say he's got to be a moral he can't be a moral leader he's a politician <laughs> well as First of all, on the question of whether he can be a moral leader, I think that he has to be. And I think that if, if our elected leaders are not uh, moral leaders, then nobody is. Because you know, realistically in our society nowadays, we don't have sort of uh, elders that we look to for, for guidance and morality and, and leadership by example. And, and actually, uh, although I would tend to support the policies that Clinton has espoused, and certainly he's about as far left as you get in the United States, so I, I like some of the things he's done. Uh, on the other hand, I think that uh, realistically he should go. I, I think that they should expect some uh, some degree of morality, and he knows darn well that what he's done is wrong and immoral, and he's supposed to be a big Christian and all that stuff. And I think that there comes a time when if you just can't keep from doing bad things, you have to cut yourself loose from the rest of your herd so that they can survive with some kind of reputation. But, but Honestly, guy, how bad is it? Now, the, the lying issue, okay, I, I'll grant you that's a problem, and he should Well, that's been, the only issue. Well, no, it isn't for not a lot me. of people. For not, it isn't for a lot of people. And, but there are some problems related to that. But, but this whole business of the, the, the sex, you know, he, he, he undid his zipper, and my God, he doesn't deserve to be president. How many other nations are there on the planet where anybody would give a hoot about that? Western nations, at least. I mean, you know, the president of France, the, the uh, chancellor of Germany, all of these guys it openly have mistresses, and nobody cares. One of the things that I've sort of resented over the years is that the right occupies the, the term moral or family values, and that for them that means something totally different than it does to me. But I think that, the, that a lot of left-wing people have very strong uh, family values, and there are things that are okay to do and things that aren't okay to do. And if you do them, maybe you don't go out and get executed 
executed on the spot. But there are bad things to do. You hurt a lot of people. And if that happens, you should be ashamed of it. And if you're ashamed of it, you should try and, again, minimize the pain for everybody else around you. And also minimize uh, the, the effect of those bad acts rubbing off on everybody else who thinks the way you do. And the problem right now is that uh, him, him acting this way just plays into this whole uh, right-wing view of the left as being licentious. You know, that left-wingers... Well, it's true. I mean, the, the, the left... And they're not licentious. <laughs> family, family values on the left. Any two, any two consenting adults and a chicken is a family, according to the left-wingers. You know, they, yeah, they, they use the phrase family values, but it's not one that would be recognized by most people. Let's go to the phones where Gord's waiting. Hi, Gord. Hi, Jim. Yes, sir. Uh, this whole sex thing is a diversion. It has nothing to do with lying under oath. That's it doesn't matter what he lied about under oath. The fact is he lied under oath. Well, he claims that he didn't. Uh, that's totally untrue. He admitted that he lied under oath under the Paula Jones case, and that's what this whole thing is about. The, the affidavit said that he did not have a relationship with Monica Lewinsky in the Paula Jones case. Okay. That is the issue. Well, I don't understand why it's an issue. And well, I, no, yeah, because no, no. if you lie under oath, you're no, charged with perjury. Can, can I make a, a suggestion yeah, of sure. why I think it's an okay. issue? We just saw the United States make, make a raid, a military raid, in a couple of countries last mm -hmm. week. And then we saw in the papers Clinton's reasons for making that raid. First thing I thought was, can I trust this guy? Is he telling me the truth? Mm -hmm. Is he acting on real evidence? You know, like my my sense of credibility and trust in the man has dropped to the floor, even to the extent, like, beyond the issues that I might disagree with him on, mm -hmm. because he's more of a left-winger. I don't think the issue is so much, quote, family values versus a licentious exactly. lifestyle. It's, it's credibility and trust on the part of voters it. in the world. Yeah, but, but I, I hate to weigh in on this subject, though, but the problem for my end of it as a lawyer is that uh, everybody lies in court all the time. And, uh, yeah, and but judge, if, you're judge, caught, if you're caught doing that, Jeff, there is some penalty. Well, and the that, that's the problem, that realistically there isn't. And, in fact, in every trial that I've ever been involved in and everyone I've heard of, the judge makes a finding of fact in favor of one side or the other. He always finds that one side or the other didn't tell the truth. Okay, and realistically, but, perjury charges are, are virtually unheard of. But I understand the motivation. Okay, you can find you, some legal we're, basis we're for getting start, out of there. But we're only starting with perjury. We're not talking about the other crimes that are involved in this, such as obstruction of justice, no, they tampering with witnesses, no, they have intimidation they, they of witnesses. They haven't proved any of that. They haven't proved any of that. No, no, that's not the point, Jim. The point is that the independent counsel is the gatherer of facts, and he's the one who gives it to the, the, the House of Representatives, and then they go about deciding whether in, in fact that is true and they decide whether he should either go to jail that is it should go to court mm -hmm. or he should be impeached or he should resign or whatever they decide what do you make of the fact that sixty some percent of the american people think that this the story's over forget about it he's well, our president that's irrelevant it doesn't matter if they think that al capone is a great guy or not the fact of the matter is if he commits a crime he should go to jail now they haven't or, proven yet that he committed a crime that's not the point the well, we're not that's in exactly the point no no jim we are not in a court of law right now deciding this i'm giving you my opinion of this case mm -hmm. if we're in a court of law then we have to uh... We be charged with deciding whether he's guilty or innocent but how can I, you how can uh, on what basis have you made your 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 opinion what do you base your opinion on well, the facts that have been given forth to the public so far. What, but what he's facts, gone, and, by, listen, what facts gone, and by whom? Jim, he's gone to the wall to obstruct this case. He has gone 
And he said that he deserves a shield that nobody else deserves. The only, had, the only evidence I've heard of obstruction so far is that he may or may not have asked Monica Lewinsky to lie on the stand. She says that he didn't. He says that he didn't. Uh, the well, suggestion this is only, he wore this is a tie that she had. related to the Monica Lewinsky case. I mean, there's tons of other cases. There's Whitewater. There's the FBI files. There's the, the travel gate. Nothing with came, out of, nothing the came out of Whitewater. Charges. Nothing came out of Whitewater no, that stuck no, to him no, or Hillary. No, 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 nothing has come out. What are you talking about? That stuck to him or Hillary. That guy Tucker hasn't... That stuck to him or Hillary. Well, the point of the matter is the independent counsel is the gatherer of facts, and he's going to give it to the House Representative. Well, there are people who think he's a gatherer of opinions. Well, <laughs> he is a former judge, Jim, well, and I, I don't understand why you're going to the wall for a guy that has admitted that he had lied to the well, American I'm not going public. To the, I'm not going to the wall for him, but it distresses me to have people phone like you phone and say, here's my opinion, blah, 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 blah. And I say, where'd you get your opinion from? Well, all the facts that came out. What facts? Okay, all you know about, is what you uh, saw on uh, television. I just, I just gave you a couple, and then you dismissed them. What so were the facts? What facts more, were they? Pardon? What facts did you give me that I dismissed? Okay, well, okay, in the Whitewater case. What are the facts in the Whitewater case? How was how are Bill? Okay, what, what are Bill a, and okay, what are Bill and Hillary guilty of in Whitewater? Okay, how about this fact? Did you hear about the check that they found that said? Wait a minute, did I hear about? You're talking about facts. Where yeah. where are the facts that have been verified okay. in the court of law? Okay, I was just trying to give you one. No, you weren't. You said, did you hear about? No, I didn't hear about it. Did you hear about it? Okay, this is fact. Okay, there was a check that was written that said pay off Clinton. Uh -huh. Susan McDougall has refused to answer questions as to what that meant. Mm -hmm. She has gone to jail for refusing to answer questions. Mm -hmm. But if it's, if it's evidence that could be used in a court, then it'll come out and he'll go to jail, I guess. Yeah, I think yeah that's right. Now, this, is not, this is not in court right now. This is an independent counsel, which is a different entity than the court of law. But I guess the other thing is that everything I've heard and everything I've seen suggests that uh, if it was you or it was me that were alleged to have done the things he's done around, uh, like, as Jim said, nothing that I've seen so far has anything, nobody suggests there's anything that's stuck to him except potentially the Lewinsky thing because it appears they can prove he lied. But if you lied or if I lied, there's no way we would ever be charged with perjury, no way we would ever go to jail, nothing had happened. He's being held to a higher standard. But uh, having said that, I don't necessarily disagree with that. He's asked for the job and now he's got it. Gordon, I appreciate your call, sir. Good to hear from you. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, Jim, but. I think you went a little off the deep end there. Uh, uh, you're saying, in effect, that you will not accept anything as a fact that has not been verified and approved no, no. By, by some government committee. Well, that isn't I think what I said. What, that isn't what I said. What I said was that if you base your opinions on what you see on television or indeed hear on the radio or read in the papers about this case, there is so much stuff out there. On both sides, you, I mean, you can find, it's like the Bible, you can find, you can justify whatever you want in there somewhere. You can find... So does that invalidate a judgment that you make based on the weight of evidence as you might decide it, or as Jeff might decide it, I don't, or as I, I might don't, decide it? I don't it? think it invalidates it as long as you're not saying that I'm making this on the basis of fact, because we don't know what the facts are. You can have an opinion. Well, if there was a check in existence with that thing, if, or not, that's a fact. If you're never well, going to convict anybody based on I that, haven't seen I haven't what it read means. all the news on on this case myself. So how do we get our Seems information? Seems to me, if there's a check like that, that something more would have come of it than than what's her name being uh, refusing to test. Why did she refuse to testify? We do, I don't know. Do you know? Well, I don't nobody know. knows. She went to jail. For she doing won't it, say. Right? She won't say. So how the heck do we know why she's doing it? Well, we don't know. All I'm saying have, is, we, but we do draw conclusions. All I'm saying is, don't rush to judge. Don't rush to judgment on this. Same as 
I say in any case like this. Too many people have already made up their minds in the absence of all the facts, and that always bothers me. I don't know whether he's guilty of this or guilty of that or guilty of something else, but, Jeff, you made the comment about being held to a higher standard as a president. I don't think it's unreasonable to say that, but how high does that standard need to be? And I come back to my original statement. How in heaven's name can we look, expect our political leaders to be moral leaders as well when we insist that they lie, on, lie to us to get elected? We will not elect somebody who tells us the truth. We won't do it. Yeah, but that's not to say that there's no rules then, that there's no such thing as morality at all. That we have a system where you're right, that when they go into elections, the smartest thing they can do is say nothing. Because anything they say is going to have to be changed because the economy is going to go in the dumpster yeah. six months down the road. Yeah. Having said that, I don't think it's appropriate to say that there are no, uh, that we should expect no kind of moral leadership from people who want to run things. Well, let's look, let's look at what kind of moral leadership we want from Bill Clinton. Do we want him not to be diddling around with his, uh, with his interns? Personally, um, my personal opinion, I don't care if he does that. If I was an American, I would wouldn't care that he did that. Do I care that he lied? Yeah, I'm not happy about that, but I do think there are some extenuating circumstances. Not that, that I would say would apply to me. I don't, think, I don't think I would be or should be able to get away with some of the things he's done, but I come back to this and I'm not trying to beat a dead horse. The guy's a politician. They lie for a bit. They, they lie for a living. So how can we say to him, you told a little lie about this little thing here and he well, Jim, I'm going to put you to the same right. test. What, what facts do you have that Clinton's lying? Obviously, there are no facts here, so I want to hear what facts I you said, have. No, I said if he Clinton's was lying. lying. I said if he was lying. I'm not, concern I'm not but concerned no, about it. No, you've already said all, all political leaders have to lie to get elected, so your conclusion is, yes, he was lying. He already lied to get elected. No, no, I'm saying we can't... I said he was going to bring in a health program. <laughs> we can't hold him to a double <laughs> well, standard is what I'm saying. You see, that's what I think is why people think that... that that political leaders have to lie to get elected. I don't really think that's true. I think what we're seeing is a voter expectation. For example, Jean Chrétien and the GST. Everybody thinks he promised us that he was going to get rid of the GST. He never said that. No, I agree. Never once. I agree. And uh, what he did say was that he would turn it into something else, and, or hide it, or, or something like that. But we weren't going to get rid Everybody of that. Everybody thought time. he was going to. Like, you're being more technical than a lawyer. But how? No, I didn't think it was technical. No, no. I heard this first time he yeah. promised it, and I couldn't believe the next day in the papers how they had twisted his words. But how different, how different is yeah. that? How different is that where he, he didn't lie, but he didn't give us the total truth and that's what Clinton said he did in his deposition he said I didn't lie but I admit that I didn't tell the whole truth well, Gretchen did the same thing he didn't lie but he knew and everybody in the Liberal Party knew that most Canadians thought they were voting for a party that was going to get rid of the GST they knew that's what people thought and they did diddly squat to fix that before the election did you hear any politician come out and say we are not going to do this with the exception I will say of Pat O'Brien who said that on my show I don't know of anybody else who said it categorically we're not going to do away with the GST they didn't do it they kept their mouth shut because they knew they get elected Well, keeping your mouth shut is is better than lying that's how you get elected because people vote against things and if you say one thing that they don't like that turns them yeah, but, off against but you. But is it fair to mislead the public like the liberals did on that issue? They knew very well that that's what the public thought. Their polls told them the public thought that, and they knew they weren't going to do it. Well, there's nothing fair about the way we elect people Precisely. in the political system. I mean, it's a first-past-the-post system, winner-take-all. It's, it's, like it's like a big lottery. <laughs> right, let's get back to the phones here. We've got Michael with us. Good morning, Michael. Hi, Jim. Yes, sir. I can't try and help you out here. No. I mean, uh, somebody on the show there went back to saying it's not about sex. It's the fact that he lied back at Paula Jones. Mm -hmm. But what did he supposedly lie about? 
I mean, you got this Ken Starr fellow who's been tracking him and hounding him more than any other president. I mm -hmm. mean, uh, all the scribes knew what Kennedy was doing, but they kept their mouth shut. Yep. But back to the Paula Jones thing, I mean, they asked him if he had a relationship with Monica. Well, to him, he felt that's a personal thing. Yep. So he didn't own up to it. So. Yep. It, it, it does go back to a sex thing. Hmm. I mean, that's why I, I they, they could try and get him on. That's what he lied about. They didn't ask him about anything relevant to policy, and then he lied about that. That would be a lie. Mm -hmm. And then as opposed to lying to the American people on TV on that Monday night, well, that, that's not under oath. I think that, uh, personally, I think that he that where he made a mistake was he should have said right in the, in the beginning, this is none of your damn business. Exactly. You know, now, if you, want, if you want to sue me or take me to court, you go ahead and do it. But I'm not telling you anything because it's none of your business. Exactly. It's my private life. I mean, you hear about parallels to Wag the Dog, but I watched The American President for the first night the night before at yeah. CBS. Yeah. And that was so much paralleled. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's, my, it's my life. What I do is mine. I mean, let them ask them or let exactly. them insinuate. It's my business. Good movie, Having too, wasn't that, it? Though, so yeah, they movie. asked him about, about Monica well. Lewinsky and the Paula Jones thing, and, and yeah, he could have handled it a little bit uh, better, yeah. to, being a politician, he should have known better, but to say no, well, to him, so what? What astounded me about that movie, though, was that in that movie, the big scandal was that the, the president who was widowed had a girlfriend, and that she was staying over, and that scandalized the nation, mm -hmm. ratings plummeted, popularity plummeted, and everything else, and it seems to me that people who made that movie thought that the moral standards of the United States are an awful lot higher than they actually are. Mm -hmm. Well, of course they are. But, but <laughs> it was too bad. It was a great movie. It was a great movie. <laughs> I mean, who, who's morality? I mean, you know, I don't think they'll ever elect a president who's uh, Islamic or Hindu or uh, Mennonite or whoever they may have that mm -hmm. thinks they have three wives is okay. Mm -hmm. But, but I mean, is he a role model? Like, is he somebody that you'd say to your kids, please be just like Bill Clinton? That no, guy's a great guy. No, I don't think no, he is. That, and if not he's not, point. I should no. not vote the for him. Should, the parents should be saying, be like us and set the example. Exactly right. Exactly right. Thanks you know, for the like call, I said, Michael. hey, never mind what everyone else is doing. Yeah. You do what we you know, This is what you should be doing. That's right. Thanks for joining us. Okay, Jim. Bye bye. That's the same analogy as to say the president of your company, you work for a company. Is the president of the company, is he a good role model for your kids? Not necessarily. Is he a good president for the company? Yeah, it could be. We hope so. But again, surely you've got the right to, to, to look at the whole person and not say, well, you know, as far as I can tell, the guy's a total sleaze in his personal life in every respect, except he happens to uh, get the economy Wait humming, therefore I'll vote he's for him. No, no, he's a total sleaze because he I didn't say he is. I said, are those things relevant wife? or not? I'm saying, are those things relevant? And I'm saying, surely they are. What do you mean by that? Or what? Why have I looked at his wife? Uh, I, I, but well, I mean, <laughs> I think I think it speaks. She's to a an lawyer, issue, for though. God's sake. I think Michael brings up a good point. When 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 you're asked about sex, you're not obligated to answer every question that somebody asks you about yeah. your sex life. I can I can agree with that. But the issue of Clinton, and again, I think it may speak to the issue of his wife. I mean, he is married. He supposedly has some kind. Most people understand marriage to be a particular kind of relationship. Yeah, and yet the statistics and tell us that what is it, 48 or 49 percent of men in North America have committed adultery. That's so, not an issue. Well, 48 or 49 percent of men in America aren't the president of the United States, who must be seen as a moral. Ah, bushwa. Uh, he has to have that moral strength in order to in its position of strength in the world. I, I'm a strong believer that the power of a nation does come from its morality and from its, uh, its representatives of you that see, morality. I, I, I now, I think Clinton has discredited the basic morality, and I I'm not talking sex here. Categorically with you, because the Americans around the world have no moral power. The only power the Americans have around the world is military might. Because the other most where of the, did they get the military might from? The because they practice they have a moral to have some credibility too. There government. has to be a most suggestion. Of the other, most of the other countries either hate them or are envious of them. So I, I, well, I, they're envious of their virtues. That's what it is. I mean, I'm not saying the states is a perfect country. It sure isn't. All right, let's go back to the phones with Gord. Hi, Gord. Hi. How are you doing? Fine, thanks. 
Hey, don't you think this has all got to do with the Republicans trying to even the score for Watergate and Iron Contra? I don't think it's necessary to even the score for that. I think they're just trying to make as many points as they can. And if the situation was reversed as it was with Nixon, the Democrats would be doing the same thing. Yeah, this is all over a civil case. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that Clinton's great. I mean, I think he was an idiot, a foolish. After Jennifer Flowers' deal, I think he should have known better. Yeah, he should have. Yeah. You know, like, but the, oh, this, you know, $40 million over how long? Yeah. What a waste. Yeah. I agree. Gord, thanks for the call. Okay. Bye-bye. Ernie's with us. Hi, Ernie. Hi, Jim. Yes, sir. Yeah, I wanted to uh, speak a... Can you hear me? Yep. I want to speak a little bit about uh, John Kretschett. Yeah. Uh, like he, I know that he never promised to uh, take away the GST. Yeah. And I know that he also ran on the platform that he was going to get rid of uh, uh, of our um, um, imports uh, free trade. That one? No, now he didn't. No, he didn't run on that. No, he didn't run on that. He opposed it long before the election. But by the time the election came around, he turned around. Uh, there's another. Miss 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 Fact. He was not opposed to free trade. He was opposed to he the NAFTA opposed to deal the, as to the it was. Agreement, yes. He wanted to broaden the free trade to other countries. Yeah, but he didn't do it. When, when which he had, would which would have meant he would have kept NAFTA in place, yeah. but but signed similar deals. But when he had the countries. opportunity to do that, he didn't do it. So Correct. did he? Did he really believe that? I don't think well, so. Well, depending what you, I'm speaking in reference to what he actually okay. said to Fair the enough. Canadian public. So, yeah. so then, when he said that he was going to hide the GSP. What happened? Is he not even smart enough that he can hide this GSC? Oh, he no, he's very, very smart. He knew that he didn't have to do it. He knew that the Canadian people would forgive him because we're used to electing liars. Well, <laughs> I understand that, but he is probably the, one of the worst prime ministers we've ever had. Well, I don't know. And he's, he's so popular, I just don't understand how Canadians can be like that. Because he's presiding, with the exception of the recent fall of the dollar, he's presiding over a pretty prosperous period in our history. And uh, traditionally, if you're the leader of the country at that time, whether or not you had anything to do with it, and I suspect he had some things to do with it, you get the benefit of it. That's the way politics works. Ernie, I appreciate you calling, sir. We've got a lot okay, of people thank waiting. You. Thanks a lot, Ernie. And uh, Dave's up next. Hi, Dave. Morning, Jim. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to say the, the, one of the real victims in this, I believe, is Paula Jones. I don't mm -hmm. think anybody really understands that she came forward and said, this man exposed himself and asked for oral sex from me. Mm -hmm. And that's what her lawsuit was about. Yeah, that's what she that's said. What, that's what she said. Yeah. Now, the Monica Lewinsky thing was obviously some sort of uh, the questioning of the president was to ascertain if this behavior is something he does on an ongoing basis. Mm -hmm. So he lies to get out of the lawsuit. The judge dismisses the Paula Jones lawsuit She's dragged through the press, called yeah, but a bimbo, he did, this, he that, this, He didn't dismiss it on the basis of Clinton's testimony alone. He didn't do that. The judge, after, as Jess alluded to earlier, the judge weighed the stories from both sides, the credibility of both sides, all the witnesses, all the... All the uh, uh, and who's more evidence. credible, the bimbo or the president? Well, Obviously the president, so Jones? you're a bimbo, yeah. get out. In the Jones now, case, what happened was that the judge actually that said that uh, even if he did do that, it wasn't illegal in Arkansas. That's, that's the shocking thing from my standpoint. So it, it wasn't a crime anyway. That's right. It's not a civil suit either. So we won't see any more civil suit from Paula Jones on this thing? 
Well, not in Arkansas, because they have a very unusual definition of sexual harassment. Uh, and that's, that's part of what's frustrating for me, is that people get wrapped up in the legalities of things, and the laws are so strange in some ways. I think that the best thing to do is come back to what seems right and what, what's wrong, and clearly what he did is wrong. And if exactly. He, if he valued his friends, he would uh, save them from embarrassment by quitting. Exactly. Like he's an embarrassment to the left wing. <laughs> I don't want to get rid of the guy. So, I mean, again, the sex thing is not so much that it's sex. I mean, it has to do with his, his conduct and his behavior, which is for most people, fairly abhorrent for him to be going out and doing this type of thing. Yeah, you, if you, you did this at the radio station, Jim, I think the station manager might have something to say to you. Yeah, I, the station manager wouldn't have a damn thing to say to me if I cheated on my wife. It's none of his business. No, if you took an employee into a room and asked for oral sex from her... If I did that, that's reprehensible. Exactly. Is that what Bill Clinton did? Well, we don't. We seem to be saying, or we seem to be getting, that that's what uh, he obviously got from Monica Lewinsky. Mm -hmm. It would then almost seem logical that that does seem to be his preference is oral sex. Well, what's the difference? I mean, so Paula Jones obviously didn't make this up. How would she know about this great oral fixation? Oh, I don't. Th I think you're going a little far with that. I mean, oral fixation. I mean, you know, she said, hey, he did this, or he asked for this, or he, he asked for that. He believes oral sex is not adultery. And so do a lot of other people. So he obviously has a certain fixation on the fact that this is an okay sexual behavior, get away which really it. isn't a sexual yeah. behavior. Right. Fair enough. David, I appreciate your call, Thanks, sir. Jim. Thanks for joining us. And nobody has said that he didn't do it. Everybody's just saying it's not relevant. Bill's up oh, next. Well, Hi, Bill. Good morning. I had a sexual relationship with Miss Lewinsky. Yeah. And it was wrong. Yeah. Oh, God, it felt good. <laughs> How you doing, guys? Oh, my God. Bill, I'm glad you called today. Yeah, um, I, I'm with you, though. Like, these guys, they lie about everything else, so why are we surprised? Yeah. Like, I agree with you. Well, there's nothing wrong with being disappointed, though, surely. But, Jeff, if it doesn't matter what he did, then why would you even say that it's an embarrassment to the left wing and that you want to get rid of him? It if matters it to me. Well, also, it does matter. It matters big time. So. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not... Uh, condoning the guy for what he does, but I mean, I, I kind of think that if his wife if his wife doesn't care, why should I? Yeah, that's my opinion, too. I mean, you know, Hillary obviously has well, condoned is, is that this. A fact? She's condoned it at, at the public level, and whatever it goes on privately is none of our business anyway. Publicly, she's condoned his behavior. Well, so, well, how is it our business? If that's the case, then I would say there's far less of an issue. Well, that is the case. That's patently the case. If it's not the case, she would have spoken out against him publicly, and she's not done that. What she said is, I love my husband, I'm standing by my husband. But she's, the, fir she's the, the first victim. We know why she's doing that. She likes being the vice president's uh, wife. Having said that, it doesn't make what he did okay. It's not a question of, if your wife says, I could like to continue you having your job, no, keep it. You're it's exactly, okay. You're exactly right. It's, that's not what it's all about. But is what he did, is that enough reason to, for him to resign the presidency of the United States? You think it is, I think it is. <laughs> Probably every president besides Jimmy Carter would have to resign. Yeah, I think you're right there. Thanks well, for the call today, well, Bill. Good there is a question you. of idiocy, though. That you talk about Kennedy and how Kennedy got away with all this stuff. Kennedy knew he could get away with it. Clinton knew he couldn't get away with it. He knows that he's under intense scrutiny. Everything he does is, you know, photographed from the bushes and everything else. The other issue is, is he an idiot? What did Jimmy Carter do? Nothing. He had no. impure thoughts Why once. Yes. He had well, <laughs> that, that is a far, far cry from, well, that's what from an judge, action. But that's what he said. Yeah. Every president except, except Jimmy Carter. Oh, yeah. oh sorry. Yeah. He, sin <laughs> he sinned in his mind. Uh, Dennis joins us. Hi, Dennis. Hi, how are you? Great, thanks. I'd just like to agree with your one guest that, you know, our, our government leaders need to, in some degree, be moral leaders as well. 
Well, I think it would be nice if they were, but they can't do that as long as we judge them on how many things they tell us that we want to hear. And that's how they get elected, by telling people what they want to hear, whether it's true or not. So as long as we're going to accept that, as long as we're going to vote for people on that basis, I don't see how we can then hold them to this high moral standard. Is that the president's fault, or is that the fault of the, elector so, the electoral system itself, which I personally think is totally corrupted I, and is I think so far from democracy? I think it's the fault of the electorate. Not the um, system. That's part of it, but then the electorate, what can it do? I mean, how is it going to change the system? Well, I think one thing you can do is by letting the politicians know that you want to hear the truth from them and not penalizing them when they tell you the truth. Well, if that were the case, we'd need a whole different system of voting. We'd have to be, be, be on some form of proportional representation so the politicians wouldn't have to adopt an adversarial well. approach because they, they would know that they could enter the parliament or the congress or whatever uh, in such a fashion that they know they may have to work together mm -hmm. and not necessarily be in that adversarial mm -hmm. position all the time. Mm -hmm. But when we have a system that makes it winner-take-all, adversarial situation, you're going to get the dirtiest politics going. Mm -hmm. and, but having and said that, there are different systems where things are different. But if this happened in Japan, the Prime Minister change. would have quit in a second. Mm -hmm. In Japan, you know, those guys are serious about morality. You know, you see bank presidents quitting all over yeah. the places. And, and, if this had, and if this had happened in, in France, the President would be laughing at anybody right. who was paying any attention to it. Quite so. And so would the people of France. I like the Japanese and, and, one better. And, and France is a major world power, isn't it? Like, I mean... Well, considering its size and population, it's a pretty... It's a, it's well, a, major, it's a major economic <laughs> and nuclear power. They got nukes. Dennis, thanks for your call today. <laughs> okay, thank you. Good to hear from you. And uh, Stan's with us. Hi, Stan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I would like to uh, just... Why do, doesn't the public just put this to rest? He made a mistake. He admitted to it. And just leave things. Let's get on with after well, that, the, the point is, the majority of the American public do feel that way, but yeah. Jeff doesn't. Jeff says, no, he's a terrible guy, he ought to resign. Right off no, the bat, no, he no, hasn't apologized for it yet. Okay, uh, sir, if I may talk to, is it Jeff? Jeff, yes. Yeah. Okay, have you never strayed off your pure path in life? <laughs> oh, you know? sure, but that doesn't mean okay, that I don't but, try not to. But the thing is, it's he admitted to it, let it go. Just get on with, you know, things... There are a lot more important things, in my estimation, you know, than him, you know, doing what he, what he did. But yeah, I agree with you on that. Having said that, though, like, is it dishonorable what he did? I would say it is, and under my moral standard, it is. You know, if I did the same thing, would I quit? I hope that I would, because I would hope that I would want to try to try and minimize the embarrassment for all of my colleagues and all of my friends. It seems okay, to me that there's some he, action I should take to up. fall he on my sword. He did what he was supposed to have done mm -hmm. by apologizing to the public. Mm-hmm. I'm Canadian. I live in London. Okay, let me pick up the paper and not read about uh, Clinton and all his mock-ups and uh, other things. You know? Oh, you're right. It's a sideshow. No question compared okay, to the big problem let in the it, world. Put it to rest and let the chips fall where they may. Nice. He's come, more or less come clean and just put it to rest. I'm sick and tired of picking up. And all I see on the front page or the middle page is Clinton yeah. or Hillary. Yep. I'm sick of it. Yep. Well, if people adopted your attitude, it would go away. But a lot of people don't feel that way. They don't feel like you do. And would we be better or worse as a society for it? So, okay, he's not screwed up too badly, you know. Stan, you said that, and I think I agree with you, there are a lot more important things to get yes, on there with. Are. But don't you think that this behavior reflects on those most more important things? Like, I mean, if, if, a, if an individual okay, has a, a certain behavior loose. pattern... He got a zipper loose. Okay, fine. I, I don't think the zipper is, is again, the issue. The issue is not But he's the still zipper. running the country pretty good. They got a good uh, rate of 
Well, a lot of people would disagree with that, and I think that's that would be more productive well, there, if we could talk about more that as an issue. Aware of that than I am, because I'm just a poor person that reads the paper and watches the news, and I'm going by what I think. And listens to Talk of the Town, and I'm glad you do. Stan, thanks for joining <laughs> us today. Okay, thank you. Take care Bye. now. Bye-bye. Bob, i got to come back to this again, because you keep talking about this, and both of you guys keep talking about this. Well, it comes back to the moral issue about he lied. And, no, and neither, that's not my issue. Well, Everybody lies, but not everybody commits adultery. So you're more concerned about the adultery then? Well, yeah, because the lying, as they say, right off the bat in court, lying is extraordinarily common. We have this legal fiction that it isn't, but it is. And the fact is that if he lied in court uh, and was Joe Blow, he would never face any kind of prosecution. Uh, perjury charges are extraordinarily rare. Having said that, adultery is not as common, and it's something that shouldn't be condoned. Uh, to go back to the American president, uh, that movie for a minute, mm -hmm. I love the line in it where uh, uh, Michael Douglas comes out at the end and says, uh, my opponent wants to make character an issue in this election. And he says, well, character is the only issue. Issue. Mm -hmm. And I think it's still not too naive to expect character and honor to be things that but a president would like to do. he also said in that movie when he was talking about Sidney Ellen Wade and he's talking to Bob Rumson who'd been slagging her in the press, he also said if you want to get into a, I'm paraphrasing, you want to get into a fight about character, it's got to be you and me because she's way above either one of us. She's a bit different than Monica in well, her circumstances. Okay, <laughs> let's go back to the phones with Pat. Hi, Pat. Morning, Jim. Yes, sir. I just want to say a couple things about this uh, Bill Clinton thing. One yeah. is, I guess Congress will be the ones that decide what they're going to do with him, if they're going to do anything with yeah. him. Yeah. And I was watching this Alan Dershowitz on TV last night. He said these people won't be able to vote against him because half of them are as bad as he is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, uh, how can they... How can they hold up their hand and vote against his sin when they've probably all committed, or half of them probably all committed the same well, sin? I, I think it's a good point. Yeah, and the other thing is... Um, you know, I'm kind of curious if they're going to be making a sequel to Wag the Dog. Maybe we can find out what's going to happen next. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pat. You're welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. For those of you who haven't seen it, Wag the Dog is a very interesting movie that came out earlier this year about uh, the manipulation of the public opinion uh, to the benefit of an American president. And a very interesting movie, I thought. Uh, Dave's up next. Hi, Dave. Yes, hello, sir. Yes, sir. I'm upset that there aren't too many people who care about the sex aspect. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Well, because... Uh, uh, knowing that half the guys out there screw around on their wives, you know, ask the women out there how they feel about trusting guys who will uh, mm -hmm. do that, despite the fact that he lied. Mm -hmm. I mean, people, I think the main aspect of it is the sex thing, because that dwells into the person's mind, where he's at, who he doesn't care about other than himself. Well, let me ask you this question then. What do you think of people in, in countries that don't look at it this way, and I'll use the classic example of France, where the president or the prime minister of France openly has a mistress. I mean, does that, are, are they that much less moral than we are? Yep. Well, I would also Simple argue that, that Clinton himself would say it's an immoral thing. If you asked him if it's a, an immoral act and contrary to everything that he believes, he'd say, yes, it is. He's a fervent Christian, Baptist, you know, runs totally contrary to the beliefs that he says that he espouses, and he doesn't live up to them. And I can understand people falling short, but this isn't France, it's the United States. You ask, you ask any Islamic woman out there who's, got, who's one of 12 wives mm. it, what she would rather prefer, just to be one of many or to have someone... Well, she wouldn't be one of 12, she'd be one of four, but that's whatever. Whatever, you know, any harem like that. Yeah. Like, that distresses me the most. Well, actually, uh, I know a lady who was in a situation like that, and she quite liked it. She had, uh, she <laughs> well, that says something about the, the mind then, doesn't it? Well, it says you. Yep. You, you say that. You say it says something about her mind because you refuse to, to, to accept that she might think that's a positive thing. I you, suppose. You know, yeah, appreciate the call. All right. Thanks, David. Sheila's up. Hi, Sheila. Hi. Hi. Do you want a woman's perspective? Absolutely. 
let's get on with it. Absolutely. You know, like, if, if he was embezzling or stealing, you know, but, you know, like the fellow before you said, three-quarters of the men screw around and the women. But, you know, I guess it's a woman decision whether she... You know, forgives him or forgets. Well, Dave, Dave says that it doesn't. It really doesn't matter whether you do or not that the guys are intrinsically bad because they did it in the first place, and you are obliged to be offended. Well, you're obliged to be offended, but there is forgiveness, mm -hmm. and I think the Bible states that. Mm -hmm. But you know, in all this, no one, no one has defined prostitute, and in my opinion, that's what Monica Lewinsky is. Mm -hmm says here in the dictionary, a woman gives to sexual intercourse for gain or hire. Mm -hmm. And to me, she did it for gain. Yeah. I don't know. Some I don't people, know. Some people well, define marriage. The, or what's her name? Too. Linda Tripp, who got the ball rolling. Lewinsky never came forward voluntarily. She was dragged kicking and screaming into this. Yeah, yes, but, I suppose. But yeah. I think, didn't they prove him not guilty in the Linda Tripp case? Uh, well, no. In the Paula Jones one, they said they wouldn't proceed with the case. They threw it out. Um, because they said even if he even if he had uh, done what Paula Jones said, it's it's not illegal in Arkansas. No, it isn't illegal, and and I think why was he asked the question in the first place? It was a perfect setup. Well, this is a guy who's asked to be set up though so many times. Like realistically, if anybody sat down and looked at this, this has been something that's dogged his entire career. Mm -hmm. The evidence is that he's been doing this his whole life. Yeah. And does that should is it is it inappropriate for us to make? to think less of him because of it? I don't think so. And, uh, you know, what, what the implications are for him, I don't know. But, again, if he espouses honor, if he espouses not wanting to embarrass his families and family and friends, it would be an important gesture to say, I'm going to suffer some consequences for having done this, and I'm going to cut it out. You don't think he's suffering consequences now? Yes, he is. Yeah, I don't Not that I'm so. aware of. Got his I, job? I quite agree. I don't think we should judge him. And I don't think he's the first. I just think the media's got a hold of this. You know, when President Kennedy did it on a constant basis, mm -hmm. It was, you know, you just didn't touch that kind of person and publicize it. Yeah, not in those days. So, no. so, so you're saying, Sheila, that when an individual professes a certain belief, a standard, or whatever in front of you, and then obviously violates their own standard, that we shouldn't judge that person and we shouldn't be concerned about it? Obviously, he's a hip hypocrite, but if he's running the country, let's leave him alone till his term's up. Thanks, so, Sheila. Okay. <laughs> Government by hypocrisy. Well, I want to come back to that, and we'll do that as left, right, and center continues. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones here, and Denny joins us next. Hi, Denny. Oh, hi, Jim. Yes. I didn't think I'd get on again, but uh, oh, just, I was listening to a Southern talk show last night, and the guy brought up something interesting. It's probably uh, maybe what these guys can be, your guys can be discussing, mm -hmm. but it was talking about intellectual integrity yeah. and uh, using that as a uh, filter to look at politicians mm -hmm. and, and even personal decisions and so forth. Mm -hmm. uh, getting the, along the lines that your your convictions and so on, vote and speak and act along your convictions, yes. rather than just say things for political expedience. But the problem is, if you, and I maintain this, if you say things according to your principles, and your principles are upright and moral by modern standards, you're not going to get elected. No, but that, like that, I'm, they were suggesting this has to go into the population. Well, absolutely, yeah. Uh, that it's, it starts at the bottom. Yeah, but no, they're right. At any rate, and also regarding the Clinton thing and the messing around, uh, somebody was also pointing out that uh, it takes two to tangle, so how, what percentage of, 80% of men, I wonder what the percentage of women is that are fooling around. I appreciate the call. Thanks, Danny. Interesting what's happened here on the show, though. I originally said, I think, 48%, which is what I thought the percentage was, and then steadily two or three people have used numbers, and now Danny's to 80%. It's just interesting <laughs> how that goes. It'll be up to 100 pretty yeah. soon. Uh, Robert, I want to come back to something you said about hypocrisy before, about being a hypocrite, and, and I use it again. And I'm not saying this is right, folks. I'm saying this is reality. Let's say you're a politician, 
let's say you're Bill Clinton and you're, you're campaigning for president in the United States. You say, well, you know, my mother was a member of the Baptist church. I'm a member of the Baptist church. My wife and I go every Sunday and we, you know, we're good church going Christians. Meanwhile, what you really think is the Baptist church is a bunch of redneck fools. And yes, you have, you have a, a, you know, a religious belief. You have a strong belief of your own. You think you believe in a personal relationship to the creator, but you don't think you need to go to church to have that. Lots of people believe that. How do you think he would have done if he'd come out and said that? It comes back to the whole thing. You've got to lie to get elected. Well, I he don't. Could, he couldn't I, have. He couldn't. Why would he say such a thing if 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 that's a if that's a liability? You don't say it at all. To me, the lie is in what politicians promise us. To me, any politician that promises you free health care and that you're going to have a great health care system for 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 now and forevermore, that guy's lying, or he's a fool. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are fools, not liars. Mm -hmm. They actually believe that they can do this yeah. because they do not understand the principles of economics and politics and mm -hmm. and the application of government force. So. Because of the lack of that knowledge, they make a lot of promises that reality will not allow them to fulfill. Mm -hmm. Let's put it But very they simply. also make a lot of promises that they know up front they're not going to be able to fulfill. Now, those, those kinds of politicians, I, I honestly would say this, and I'm in opposition to 90% of it, but I'd say most politicians are honest in that regard. I think they are, too. I think in the broader sense, they are. And, and that's why it's so distressing to me that we force them to become dishonest for that period of time when they're looking for our support. Well, if, if what it's I want, if I want, if I want something be. for nothing, whether it's education or health care, the person that's going to offer that to me it has got to be a hypocrite, a liar, or a fool. But One he doesn't have, things. it's not that he's offering you something for nothing. It doesn't have to be anywhere near that large. And I, this, this whole thing, we've been talking about this in the show for a week or more. I was in a, a conversation with a London-based politician a couple of weeks ago, and he was lamenting this fact. He said, if I tell people the truth, if I tell them how I really feel about things and what they need to do and their responsibilities really should be and so on, he said, I'll never get elected again. Said, and I want to be elected. I want to do the good that I believe I well, can do. That politician's mistaken because if that politician gets elected on that basis, he's not going to be able to do any good things. Well, sure he is. Because um, once he's in there, and his point too, once I'm in there and people come to me and say, you know, Once I he's in there, he's got no power, believe me. There's no power being a politician. Wow. All the power is in the bureaucracy and in, and in administrative but you have functions. A, if but Kim Campbell's a good example of that. Remember Kim powers. Campbell in the election back in, I was at 93, yeah. who made the mistake of saying that she thought unemployment was going to remain high until uh, the year 2000 mm -hmm. and got killed for it. Yeah. And it uh, was considered to be an amazing gaffe to have made this. Uh, but why? And she, she also said, you know, this a campaign is no time to be discussing economic uh, theories. Policy and she was exactly right. She was exactly right. <laughs> And she told the truth, well, and look what happened. That to is her. true because campaigns are not the time when you when you make a debate. The debate should be over by then. Exactly. The campaign is ridiculed for that, though. Is yeah, the time when people make a choice, right. and yes. you and you stand up in front of a person, like when if I'm in an election, and I'm running an election, I get up and I tell people, here are the policies that I believe in. I don't get into huge long diatribes about no. why I believe that. No. That's the work I should be doing between elections. That's right, and. That's really where all the work is politically. I mean, I've been told so many times, you know, through Freedom Party, you know, like people say, "Oh, you'll, you guys will never get elected because you always tell the truth." And I've been literally told, "You should, you should lie to get mm -hmm. in, and then when you get in, do what you want to do." Mm -hmm. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't live with myself that way, and I don't think I could do what I want to do if I had to lie to get in. Because the first thing that would be addressed when I try to do something different is, "Well, wait a minute, you said something different yeah, when you were running." What happens? And I'm not condoning this. Again, I'm not condoning this, but we got to look at the reality of the system. What happens if, if all the people who are thinking of running say, not all the people, but the good people say, "I can't do this because I know I won't get elected if I tell the truth." So I'm not going to run. So, and the next guy says, 
I can't do that because I can't run because I can't lie. And the next guy, and the next guy, who ends up running the country? The guys who say, sure, I'll lie. No problem. I'll tell you anything you want. Just let me. At least this way, at least the system now, you've got people who are troubled by the fact that they have to sometimes prevaricate, but they're, you know, at least they're troubled by it. Mm -hmm. As long as we want, I want those people in the process. I don't want it to end up with the guys who think lying doesn't matter. If I've got to vote for somebody who lies, I at least want him to be uncomfortable with the fact that he has to do that. But right off the bat, though, there's a distinction you've made, and that is that in order to become a politician in the culture that we have, you have to tell some lies or you have to not do some things you said you're going to do. In order to become a politician, you don't have to commit adultery. There's no suggestion that Clinton is driven to do this by his office or anything else. People can say, well, other presidents did it. It's like, but you don't have to, though. Like, you I hate to say it, but you have a choice. For example, you could have two politicians from two opposite ends of the spectrum telling us that they're going to guarantee us a healthy, great health care system. Mm -hmm. The one politician may be believe in a socialized approach, and the other one may believe in a privatized approach. But they don't want to get into the details of those two extreme ends, because mm -hmm. they're going to create too much opposition to yeah. it. So they give this platitudinal kind of... Uh, you know, motherhood and apple pie kind of statement that, oh yeah, we're going to protect your health care system. Mm -hmm. And they may mo both be very honest about their intentions. Not only are their intentions compromised when they go into a parliament or a government system, remember there's a lot of other politicians competing with them, and what comes out of the mix is this collective mush of all these differing ideas compromised to a point where you no longer have anything that you originally went in with mm -hmm. anyway. So, you know, like I, I, I would people ask me, you know, how are you ever going to run in politics on principle? Don't you have to abandon your principle? I said, never. Because I'm not going to win every time. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the system will take care of that. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to worry about abandoning my principles. I'll stick to them no matter where I am. And because that, and I, that's that, what I will always advocate. And that's a credible role in society. Society needs people like that to remind us where we could go. I agree. I'm not going to argue on that. Let's go back to the phones with Les. Hi, Les. How are you doing this morning, Jim? Fine, thanks. Great. A little while ago, one of the things you, you led into it by saying it you're talking about things that are not necessarily right, but it's reality. And I just, uh, that keyed into me. I was just kind of listening to the program, as usual. Mm -hmm. um, I guess, unfortunately, it, you know, it, with diminishing uh, moral conviction, we tend to accept reality as what's right. Mm -hmm. You know, at most levels, especially, I guess, unfortunately, especially it's the younger people. Yeah, but that's... Uh, they're, they're, I'm sorry. Enough. No, fair enough, but that's not the point I was trying to make. I understand, and I was okay. coming to it. But it, the, what's happening is, because it's... it's Everything's connected, as you know. Mm -hmm. You're sitting at with younger people that are setting their moral standards at what is socially acceptable. Mm -hmm. uh, political standards and social standards and economic standards, everything has just become whatever you can get away with. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's just a matter of what we accept and what we, uh, what we take. Well, we deserve it. And but, you know, I'm not sure I agree with that, Les, because I know lots of people who are raising children today in this city mm -hmm. and other cities who are raising them with a, with a strong moral code. Mm -hmm. they're, they're not paying attention to, to what the world says. They're telling their kids what they yeah. believe to yeah. be right. There are all kinds of people doing that. I agree. The only problem I have with that is I think, uh, in taking a look at where social standards are, I believe that they're in the minority. Well, you may, you may be right. That's the difficulty I have because I, I listen to you all the time, and I think you've got a great key on, listen, get involved and get things done and try to do things properly and do it right, and that's totally acceptable to me. The difficulty I have is when I look at this uh, Clinton thing, um, I understand that um, um, uh, what he's done may or may not be his private business, according to others, but he's in a position where it's everybody's business. Um, he's a world leader, and mm -hmm. um, the question is that, I hear it all the time. Well, it's his his life in his bedroom, et cetera, and so on. Well, the point of it is, if the man's character and his level of acceptance is that he can do that and figure he can get away with it because he is who he is, what's he going to do when he's talking about uh, 
uh, world concerns that affect me. Um, yeah, fair comment. That's exactly the, the question I've been stating, and I'm glad you restated mm -hmm. it in that way, Les. Fair comment. Les, thanks for joining right. us. Thank Take you. care. Bye-bye. One of the things that uh, occurs to me as well in the context of at least a parliamentary democracy, and that is, is that resigning is not that unusual. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about even in Ontario in the last uh, tenure, remember Joan Smith resigned because she talked to the Luke and OPP. You know, you've got uh, Bob Brunson had to step down recently. Like, resigning is, uh, is something that has a long tradition in Parliament, and I presume Like resigning is is something that has a long tradition in Parliament, and I presume in the American government as well. That if you do anything to embarrass your government at all, you step aside. Oh, wait, wait, hold everything though. Those two you mentioned two examples. If you and I sat down this afternoon for an hour, we could come up with two dozen other examples where cabinet ministers at both the federal and provincial level should have resigned and didn't. But if you're saying they should have resigned, then we're agreeing that there is a, a, a tradition out there that if you do something to embarrass the uh, your government, you should step down. Or yeah, step but the, aside. Uh, how how does the tradition? if they don't do it. Well, exactly. You should do it. Uh, I agree with that. We're going to pause for a second, back to wrap things up in Left, Right, and Center with Jeff Schlemmer and Bob Metz. I'm going to end this today, not by asking you guys to kind of sum up, but I'm going to ask you to make a prediction. Uh, Jeff, is he going to resign? Uh, will he be asked to resign? Uh, he will not resign. Uh, however, if he took a cue from uh, Jimmy Swaggart and Jim Baker in the long tradition, he should. Uh, will he be asked to resign? I don't think so. I think it will wash over. Well, how do you relate Swaggart and Baker? Baker was sent to jail, and Swaggart said, I'm sorry, and was on the pulpit the next Sunday. They, well, exactly. That's what he should be doing right off the bat. Go in and apologize. Quit. If you get asked back, fine. But uh, in the meantime, you make a gesture of saying, I done wrong, I apologize for it, and I'm going to suffer some consequences. That's what he he's I think he's already suffering. What do you think, Bob? Well, I think the issue is if you apologize for a certain action, what we have to wait and see is to see that he doesn't continue those actions. Mm -hmm. um, I think forgiveness is often given too soon in, in that sense, that you have to wait till somebody earns that forgiveness rather than just being granted it because of their status. And that's what bothers me about this. Guys, thank you. A lively one today. A lot of fun. Thanks, Thanks. It always is when Schlemmer and Metzger are in the studio, and they'll be back a week from today in the final hour of our Wednesday program.